Hey everyone, this is Steph from Heinemann, and I'm so excited to share with you all a teaser episode of a brand new mini series called Water for Teachers, coming out on the Heinemann Network soon. Today, I'm going to be talking with Shamari Reed, who is the host and creator of Water for Teachers. And we hope that you stay on after a conversation for a short preview of the first episode. Shamari is a human who teaches. He began his career in education as an ELA and Spanish teacher, and now he works with pre-service teachers as a teacher educator, and he also loves chocolate chip cookies and is learning to play the guitar. So Shamari, welcome. It is so great to see your face again. Hi. I was just sharing. It's really weird to be on this side of it. Right. And it's like, ooh, now they're gonna ask me. But I'm excited. Thanks for for having me. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Um, so for listeners who don't already know you, um, in as many words as you're comfortable sharing, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came up with the idea for the Water for Teachers podcast? Of course. You know that (laughs) so I'm not really a shy person and I have no problem talking about myself. But like that question, right? Tell me a bit about yourself. It like reminds me to like times I've been on dates. That's where I think I hate the most. (laughs) And the date is like, so tell me about yourself. You're like, what? And I just get speechless. Um, So what I'll say now is I'm a human. I am a human who is beautiful and complex, imperfect, flawed, and incredible. And just like uh, Brene Brown says, who I love, though I'm I'm imperfect and I'm flawed, I am human and worthy and deserving of the most beautiful things life has to offer. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea of Water for Teacher really comes from that, from mm-hmm. my knowing that I'm a human and that teachers are humans too. And so I wanted to sort of position the podcast as an invitation for educators to come together, to have conversations, and to be human. Come mm-hmm. together and breathe, especially in a world in which educators are sometimes treated like machines who are supposed to just do and do and do. And in a world in which we are bombarded with messages about how we should do our jobs and all the things that we are doing wrong, I just wanted us to have a place where we could explore our humanity together, where we could pause, where we could hydrate and nourish ourselves, because like other humans, we need to be watered too. I love that. And you you alluded so perfectly to my next question, which is about this phrase that you use, um, I think in every episode, which is humans who teach. And it struck me every time you said it because I grew up with a parent who's a teacher and I have so many memories of like early elementary school, you know, before a break and there'd always be these conversations like, where do you think the teacher is going to go? You know, are they going to sleep here? And I always be thinking like, yeah, like they go home. And <laughs> and that's, you know, obviously a silly thing I think a lot of kids think and we grow out of it. But as you just said, even as adults, we assume teachers to be teaching machines. Yeah. Um, and so again, I know you, you just kind of alluded to this, but can you talk a little bit more about that phrase and what it means to you and why why you use it? It's a reminder, I think to myself, but to others too that we are humans first. And yes, we teach, but we're still human. We still have needs that must be met. We are also living through a time of collective crisis and and we love and we cry 
and we hurt and we heal. And so it's a reminder that all of us are humans. And I do mean all of us, those of us who teach, but those of us who do other things. We are all humans. And as humans, we're all valuable and worthy of being here. And I know that because we are here. And so my using that phrase is just to say, you are human first. You are valuable. You are worthy of being here. And I know that because you're here. And if you weren't supposed to be here, and if you weren't, or if you didn't matter, then you wouldn't be here. But yet, look, here we all are here as humans. And so it's just a reframing to really invite everyone, including educators, to think of ourselves as people who have needs, who've loved and and who've lost and who have dreams. Um, But just to get back to our collective humanity. That that's beautiful, and you have all these very human themes for each episode. What are the themes that listeners can look forward to hearing? Yeah, so I'm really excited to also talk about how they came to be. Uh, yes. They're really organic, and so many of the guests who you will meet throughout the podcast, I didn't know any of them before. I mean, that was sort of a requirement that I told myself I wanted to talk to other humans who teach who I didn't know. I wanted to like get to meet people you know, on the air, but to sort of plan some of the themes, I had these initial conversations with everyone who was interested. And I'm so grateful to share that there were a lot of folks, a lot of humans who teach, who want to be a part of this. And so through talking to them, I noticed trends and patterns and things that were on their minds. And so I figured these are teachers and here's what's coming up for them organically. And so I think the podcast has to explore these themes. And so what came up was vulnerability, our imperfect humanity, our identities, intersectionality, our ability to love as humans and how we center love in the classroom, confronting our fears and doing what's best for students, joy. And so what you'll find throughout the episodes are these theme, these themes that I'm so grateful to the people, honestly, who are you know, a guest on the show, but also who reached out to me to just talk about it before. I owe all of them a huge thank you because the themes and ideas really did come from conversations I've had with all of them. And so I can't take credit. Uh, I just sort of sat back and let the world go. And I went with it. And these are the things that sort of were illuminated, if you will, to me through having conversations with these wonderful people who teach. And the very first episode of Waterford Teachers is out on February 4th. It should be about a week from when this preview is released. What are you hoping that listeners will take away from the show? Wow. I hope they walk away, the humans who teach, who listen, and any human who listens in. But I hope they walk away knowing that, as someone I love, Toni Morrison reminds us, that you are your best thing. I hope they walk away knowing that you are your best thing. Take care of your best thing. Spend time with your best thing. Nurture your best thing. Water your best thing because you are worth it. And I hope that this podcast and the first episode really are invitations for you to begin to explore your own humanity, your own best thing, and figuring out what your best thing needs, what things you want to hold on to, and what things you want to let go of so that you can lead a life full of peace, love, and joy. Beautiful. Jamari, thank you so much for joining us for this quick conversation today. For anyone listening, you can listen to Water Free Teachers on the Heinemann podcast feed. So if you're not subscribed already, please go ahead and subscribe. You can also follow Water for Teachers, that's with the number four on Twitter. 
and please enjoy this preview of Water for Teachers. And there are just so many misconceptions about our work. And even in a way, I feel that's dehumanizing to expect us to be able to take a weekend and bounce back and have everything sort of transitioned to remote instruction. That is wild to me. And as a human, I'm just like, no, I'm also affected. I'm also tired. I'm also losing people. And so I need time to mourn and grieve. And you want to give me two days to turn... 15 years, mind you, 15 years of curriculum that you've built and adapt it for an online space, like that is dehumanizing. And that is why I think, you know, for me, this podcast is so important. It's like, we are people. You cannot treat us like this. You cannot treat us like robots. We need time too. We need care too. And so I wanted to ask, as we think about misconceptions, um, as a human who teaches, what do you wish others knew about you and your work? Well, what you just said brought to mind is this narrative around teachers that I think a lot of people think is flattering, which is that teachers are superheroes, right? You know, the teachers, the, sh the shirts that say, you know, I teach, what's your superpower? Um, or I saw like another um, sort of meme going around Facebook or somewhere that talked about, you know, teachers, I don't remember the, the phrasing, but it was basically about teachers aren't teaching for the money, they're teaching for what, you know, the output that students will have. And, and, and sure, like, do I believe that teaching is a vocation for me? Yes. But am I a professional who deserves to be paid for my time? Also, yes. <laughs> And, you know, I, I really wish that instead of saying teachers are superheroes or teachers are martyrs, that's the other one that comes up so much, instead of um, sort of perpetuating those narratives around educators, can we perpetuate the idea that teachers are professionals who know what they are doing, who have trained, and who have skills that that mean they should be both paid and treated like professionals and i just i really think we need a whole switch in in how this country sees teachers i don't want to be a martyr i am a professional That's great.